Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Deep Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Listen, I know, I know, I know. I took two games off to uh, spend some time with the family to kind of enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday. But we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're in the building tonight as the Atlanta Hawks took on the New York Knickerbockers. And unfortunately, the um, win streak comes to an end at seven games, 99 to 90. I have a lot of thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, Basically, from what we saw, we're looking at the numbers. (sighs) Got some injuries to talk about. It's just a lot to talk about, man. Just a lot to talk about. But we're going to get into it. For the next few minutes, so um, stick around, man. Stick around, stick around. So, um, big part of what we do is on the social media front. So, we would love for you to connect with us on our social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just look us up. Find us at Hawks Beat. That's all one word. Find us, give us a follow, and you'll be abreast as to everything that we have going on. Also, we would love for you to connect with us on our. Um, I was about to say our social media, but I already said that (laughs) on the uh, podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, you silly rabbit. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, make sure you give us the five stars while you're doing that. Let us know what you hate about the show, what you love about the show. Either way, just make sure you give us five stars. (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, a lot to talk about tonight, man. Hawks fall 99 to 90. Have some injuries to... um, Listen, we're hoping that we're hoping for the best, right? And as of right now, which is late Saturday night into Sunday morning, there is no update on Bogey and Cam Reddish. Both guys left tonight. And Nate McMillan said after the game that both guys will get MRIs. So hopefully they will um, come back negative and, and it won't be any long term um, injury that the Hawks will have to deal with. But tonight, the Hawks were just out of rhythm. Um, we have some sound from Nate McMillan, so I'll play that in the third segment. Don't want to jump ahead of myself. But uh, from what I saw tonight, man, Hawks were just, I mean, they were just out of gas. You know, their legs, 
Uh, it didn't look like they ever had any type of continuity. Now, granted, the Knicks played last night, too, so it's no excuses. And uh, Trey Young was the first to say that. He was the first to say that. Oh, look, man, yeah, that we hate, we hate that um, those guys went down, but it's the next man at mentality. I don't like excuses, and we still should have found a way to win. So, Hawks fall 99-90 to to the New York Knickerbockers, and I got to be honest with y'all. I got to be honest with you. And I'm normally fairly uh, objective when it comes to this. But I really wanted the Hawks to win tonight. Like, I mean, I ain't, I ain't even going to hold y'all. I ain't even going to hold y'all, man. I really wanted the Hawks to win, man. Because there were so many Knicks fans in the building. And it would it's always fun. It's always fun to see all the bubble jackets and Timberlands <laughs> head to the exits when the Hawks are up. So it would have been nice, but... It just wasn't so. Uh, it, it's it's cool to see kind of a rivalry happening between these two teams. Uh, well documented what happened last season. And I'm going to tell you what. They still don't have an answer for number 11. The Knicks still don't have an answer for number 11. Because Trey was doing what he wanted to do. He, he, was, he was cooking. But... Um, didn't have enough tonight for the um, the Hawks to get the dub, unfortunately. And, uh, hey, man, you know, it, it's a long season. Seven games is a whale of a win streak. You're still kind of in good position, being that you, you've you climbed out of the hole that you dug yourself into. You're, you're playing above the Mendoza line, 11 and 10. The Knicks uh, go to 11 and 9. So uh, you're right there with the Knicks again. So um, before we get into the game, let's take just a brief look at the NBA standings. We'll just look at the East right now because that's what we're going to focus on. And you ask, where does this put the Hawks at uh, in the grand scheme of things? Now, for the longest time, after that seven-game losing streak that they had when they went on the road, they were... um, they were really behind the eight ball, <laughs> really behind the eight ball. But uh, currently, if the season were to end today, you know, they wouldn't be, you know, they would be the eighth seed, which is part of one of the play-in games. And uh, guess who they would be paired with? Oh, actually, I don't know how the play went. So I don't know if seven plays 10 and eight and nine play. I have to go back and research that. Maybe I'll go back and research that during the commercial break. But uh, currently, the eighth seed, Knicks are the seven. Cleveland's the 9, Boston is the 10. All four of those will be the playing games. And I tell you what, man, interesting fun fact. A team on the outside looking in is the Philadelphia 76ers. They're like number 11. So you got Philly, Toronto, Indiana, Detroit, and Orlando rounding things out. Uh, The guys on the outside looking in. At the top, you got Brooklyn, Miami, Washington, Chicago, Charlotte, and Milwaukee. And uh, look. A lot of moving time, a lot of time to move, and yes, you want to win this game, but I'll tell you what, man, Hawks are only three and a half games out of first place. Like, I mean, that's 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 some totality for you, you know what I'm saying? Only three and a half games out of first place, and December is just getting here, just getting here. So, um, yeah, you, you, you just really need to keep getting these home wins, and if you can break 500 on the road, I think you'll be in good shape. I think you will be in good shape. So, um, just a few things before we get into the game. Flow, 
Um, just some things before the game. Hawks were favored by seven going into tonight's game. I thought that was kind of interesting because uh, I, I thought it was kind of a big number. Being that, I mean, I know both teams played last night, but it still seemed like kind of a big number to me. But whatever. I mean, if you're into that type of stuff, that's just what it is. Um, coming into the game, Cam and Bogey were actually listed as questionable, had some nagging injuries, but, uh, they both ended up playing and it's crazy. They both ended up getting hurt, which is crazy. Um, sometimes that's just kind of how the ball bounces. As far as the Knicks are concerned, they were without Kimba, they were without D Rose and they were without Todd Gibson. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, man, that system of Julius Randle kind of playing the point forward position. It's a no for me, dog. Like, I I don't like it. Like, it doesn't, it didn't, and I understand you're without Kimba and you're without D-Rose. So maybe that was kind of a a thing that they had to do, but not a fan. Not a fan of it. And can we talk about how Julius Randle, the kryptonite for him is the Atlanta Hawks? (laughs) My gosh, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, what it is, but he just does not play well against the Atlanta Hawks. Like, okay, let me say this. He hasn't played well against the Atlanta Hawks. Going back to the playoffs, game one of this season, they have I haven't seen a good game from Julius Randle since the regular season of last year. Now, last year he had some good games against the Hawks. He was cooking. But ever since then, like, I don't know if the playoffs have gotten to his head, but... Nah, I just don't see it, bro. Like tonight, he was three of fourteen. He every time he shot the ball, I felt that it wasn't going in. I felt that he was out of control. I felt he was just trying to big boy him. I thought John Collins played great defense on him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe the <laughs> maybe the Hawks or Julius Randle's kryptonite, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's take a little. Let's take a quick little break. On the other side, man, we're going to get into this game flow. We were at the game, so we're going to tell you exactly what we saw. Talk a little bit about the game flow and how it kind of flowed. What we saw, what the numbers say, and what exactly went in to the Hawks losing 99-90. to You're listening to the Hawks Week Podcast, episode 22 of season 8. I'm your man, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey guys, what's up? It's Edub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes, have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean so head over to manscaped.com use our promo code hawksbeat for 20 percent off your entire order and free shipping once again that promo code is hawksbeat for 20 percent off and free shipping she'll be glad you did All right, we are back. All right, guys, let me set the scene. Um, Hawks and Knicks are always a a hot ticket item. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's usually a lot more Knicks fans than Hawks fans. Like in the times past, Knicks fans come out. Like the Knicks, 
their national brand. You know what I'm saying? Like your Cowboys, like the Steelers. The Knicks are a national brand. They're going to come out whether their team is good or bad, right? And so you knew tonight it was going to be a lot of people in the building. And definitely they were. A lot of, a lot of blue and orange tonight. Saw two dudes in two huge fur coats. Didn't know if they were rappers or not, or if they were just regular Knicks fans. I couldn't tell. But, uh, yeah, a lot of energy in the building tonight. A lot of energy in the building. And I will say this. Compared to years years past, Hawks fans really showed up tonight. Like, they really showed up. They weren't on time, but, you know, they they really showed up. And I got to give them a little bit of kudos. You know what I'm saying? You know? But, uh, yeah, just a lot of energy in the building tonight. And you could tell, like, the first half, it was going back and forth. And um, it was just it was just a lot of high energy in the building tonight. So, Hawks uh, tried out their, their typical uh, starting lineup with Bogey, Trey, John, Kevin, and Clint. Um, of course, I said, like I said earlier, Bogey and Cam were both on the uh, – on the injury list and it's listed as questionable, but they both played. And, um, I tell you what, man, first quarter was kind of back and forth. It's kind of back and forth. The Knicks, uh, finished the quarter shooting better, but I kind of felt like the Hawks were in control. Um, when it went to the bench, um, Nate didn't go with the full bench unit. He went to the bench unit with John Collins. And I got to tell you, man, they didn't look that good. (laughs) Like they just, he didn't look that good, man. Like, I mean, you seen better, 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 um, better stretches of basketball, and and that's no shade to them, really, because all the lineups, like outside of Trey Young, like and Clint Capella, maybe all of the other performances were kind of much to be desired, um, in my opinion. So. Knicks win the first quarter, twenty eight, twenty seven, and I just thought that they they were getting whatever they want. After the game, Coach McMillan said they never established themselves defensively. Damn right. <laughs> like, first half, they shot 52% and 57% from three. They were just walking to the, like, the paint and just getting whatever they want. I'm like, yo, man, like, they Hawks weren't playing any type of perimeter defense. And I don't know if they just get, Hawks get into these things where they just want to just outgun teams. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what happened because last night you had such an explosion offensively. Um, maybe they just tried to ride that wave. But first half was definitely um, lacking of uh, any good defense. Second half, second quarter was kind of much of the same. Hawks just failed to miss shots. I mean, they failed to make shots. Um, Trey got going in that in that second quarter. And it was obvious that nobody was going to stick him. <laughs> like, nobody was going to stay in front of him. Like, he had nine in that first quarter, but he had 13 in the second quarter. And he he really just started cooking. Unfortunately, outside of him, you didn't get much help. Like, you didn't get much help at all. Um, and so, like, outside of Trey, it was just... It wasn't much. It wasn't much. I thought the shot selection was kind of suspect in the second quarter. I wrote down in my notes. Some threes seem a little rushed to me, but tonight, I mean, just the whole offense as a whole, it didn't seem like there was much uh, continuity. 
continuity. Um, bogey goes down, of course, in the second quarter, about the 640 mark. And I, I put my notes also. I said, Knicks were more aggressive. They were more aggressive to the, to the paint. And they started to build a sizable lead until Trey just goes nuts in, like, toward the end of the um, quarter. I think the, the, the Knicks were up by close to 10. Trey comes in, hits two monster threes, and then he attacks Randall. Takes Randall to the hoop and gets the Hawks to within one point. So he comes in and goes on like a 8-0 run himself. Cuts the lead down and you're going into the halftime 51-50. to And the Hawks, if you're the Hawks, you have to feel really good about yourself. Because Trey has been playing out of his mind. And nobody else has really done anything, and you're only down by one. Like, you're almost really lucky to be down by one because of that run Trey just went on, you know? And you just need those, everyone else to just give you something, all right? Like, just give you something. You're shooting 38% as a team, 27% from three. Um, and I know today's basketball, it, it's, it's built for you to shoot a lot of threes. But I didn't like a lot of the threes the Hawks took. Like, I mean, some threes are in rhythm. Some three, you know, Trey, you know, shoots from the logo sometimes. Like, I get all that. But, like, I didn't like some of the threes that the Hawks took, to be honest with you. So, um, third quarter runs around. And I will tell you this. It was kind of the beginning of the end. <laughs> like, it was kind of the beginning of the end. Uh, Hawks come out. 7-0 run to start. Everybody's excited. Trey hits a bomb three to start the quarter. Throws two alley-oops to Capella. Hawks go up seven. And now you're cooking with grease, right? Or so you thought. <laughs> After that timeout, it was pretty much the Knicks from here on out. They go on an 8-0 run. Um, at one point, they go on an 8-0 run. They have, here, here's the sequence. Trey misses a three. Capella misses a layup. Solomon Hill misses two layups. <laughs> two bunnies. Trey has a turnover, and Kevin Herter misses a driving a driving layup. So after that run for the Hawks, they go on to get outscored thirty five to eighteen, finishing the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. And they just they just the Knicks just ran away with it. I mean they were more aggressive. You have Burks coming in hitting some shots, and it just. He just went nuts. I mean, I mean, like Alex Burks, right? Like, you know, he comes in, he shoots four or five from three-point range and just drops daggers. It's like, yo, man, like what in the world, right? <laughs> like what in the world? But, uh, I mean, you couldn't stop him. Like you couldn't stop him. And, and, and like, uh, like McMillan said, they never established them, themselves defensively. In, in the second quarter, I mean, in that third quarter. And so that's what happens. And so you lose the quarter 34 to 24, and you're going into the fourth quarter. Now, the third quarter, Trey had Trey has played all, Trey and Kevin Herter played all the third quarter, all 12 minutes. So obviously, you cannot start those guys fourth quarter. Got to give them a blow, you know. Um, but by this time, it was almost kind of a little bit too little, too late. Fourth quarter was trash. Like, it was trash on both teams. Like, New York shot 3 of 19 in the fourth quarter. They shot 15%, and you still could not run them down. 
Like, that just goes to show you that your legs were gone. Hawks were one of nine from three. They were seven to 24. They shot 29%. It was 14 to 16 in the fourth quarter. Like, that was the score. 14 to 16 in the fourth quarter. The Knicks tried to give it away. They tried their best to give it away. Um, Trey comes back in the fourth quarter, but he just didn't have it, man. Like, he just didn't have it. Nobody had it tonight. Hawks cut the lead to to nine, I think, under the five-minute mark. And then uh, they cut it to nine. They had three empty possessions. And to me, I wrote down, that was indeed the Hawks' missed opportunity. That was their missed opportunity. They cut it to nine. You get three trips down. And you get nothing. Like, I mean, you hit one three, you cut it to six. You get, you know, three buckets. You know, you, you could have, you know what I'm saying? Just a failed opportunity. But just wasn't in the card for them tonight. Um, <laughs> listen, I got to big up Solomon Hill. Let me tell you something. Solomon Hill was thrust into a position tonight. After halftime, he had to get to start. And Solomon Hill did not have a shining moment. <laughs> He did not have a shining moment. Trey threw him an alley-oop. And, of course, Solomon's not going to dunk it. You know, oh, man, we ain't going to dunk the ball. We're going to try it later. But he missed the bunny, got the offensive rebound, and missed the bunny again. Everyone just riding the Solomon Hill. Because here's the thing. Nobody wants to see Solomon Hill out there playing. They want to see Jalen Johnson. And Jalen Johnson wants Finn to be out there playing tonight because he's on assignment with the G League. And so everybody complaining that Jalen Johnson didn't get any playing time, he was listed as on assignment to the G League. I don't know if he was at the game in the warm-ups or not, but the paper that the Hawks sent out said he's on assignment. Him, Mays, and Cooper all signing on, I mean, all uh, assigned to G League. So... For everyone complaining that they didn't see the rookie, that's where he was. And I'm going to tell you this, Lou, uh, Solomon Hill, he's going to continue to get minutes over Sol- until Jalen Johnson, be- until uh, Coach McMillan is comfortable playing Jalen Johnson in big-time moments. And right now, he's just not comfortable doing it. So, I mean, I, and I understand, like, you know, you want to see the rookie, you want to see the guy, right? I get it, you know, but... Um, yeah, yeah, so, you know, um, Hawks fall 99 to 90, and I will, let me read a tweet from you guys, uh, a tweet for, um, my guy Kevin Chenard, who writes for NBA.com, he wrote an interesting tweet, and this is just in the totality of things, uh, he said, Trey Young's case for Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Hawks were third three and one. Trey played 32 minutes a game, averaged 31 points, eight and a half assists, four rebounds. He was plus 72 in 129 minutes. I would say that's a pretty strong case. I would say that's a pretty strong case for the player of the week in the Eastern Conference, but we'll follow that. And uh, I imagine that uh, if he doesn't get it, he'll get pretty close to getting it. So, um, 
that's the game flow, man. That's that's the, that's pretty much the odds and ends of it. Uh, we're gonna take another quick break. On the other side, we'll hear from Coach Nate and we'll hear from Trey Young. See what they had to say, and then we'll put this podcast in a pretty little bow and uh, get our week started. So you listen to Talk Speed Podcast, episode twenty-two. I'm your host E Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. throughout the night uh they we know they were physical defensively uh they get into you you have to run through that contact thought we had some open looks um that uh we we didn't knock down last night those shots was falling for us uh tonight uh they weren't falling for us and you know just defensively we really never established ourselves uh defensively being able to guard their pick and roll uh, but it just it just seemed like we was running in mud uh most of the night and uh you know they that second unit for them came out really aggressive in the first half and really just kept the momentum for them. That was Coach Nate McMillan after the game. Pretty much saying, look, man, we were running in mud. <laughs> like, you know, I, I like that. I like that uh, terminology because that's exactly what it looked like. Uh, again, never establishing themselves defensively and offensively, never getting into a rhythm. And... uh that's pretty much what it came down to, man. Like, you know, that third quarter, you know, you let Alex Burke get hot and um, they were able to separate themselves and you weren't able to claw yourself back into the game. And uh, that's pretty much the nuts and bolts from it. Um, we have some sound from Trey Young. So let me cue that up. Uh, here's a little bit about uh, what Trey Young had to say after tonight's game. The, the second night of the back and back, back to back and back. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's tough. Uh, two of our really key guys and uh, it contributed a lot to our team uh, stuff but I mean that's no excuse we still um, we still needed to find a way to win and but definitely definitely their, their contribution was missed tonight uh, especially those threes Bobby be hitting the defense uh, that Cam brings uh, we definitely needed that um, uh, no I mean I think I think the uh, I mean a couple of guys shots were, weren't going I mean Gallo doesn't usually shoot I mean the way he did tonight I think Maybe that could have been because of a bat to back, and um, but I mean every team has gone. They they came off a bat to back, so uh, it's no that's no excuse. I feel like we we uh, just just came up short tonight. I mean it, it happens. Um, it sucks, and we had a couple of guys go down, and uh, sometimes it's just like that. That was Trey Young after the game speaking with the media. And I'll tell you what, man, I I admired the fact that he took responsibility and was like, look, man, like, it sucks that my guys went down, but at the end of the day, it's next man up. Like, you can't really complain about, like, oh, man, this is, well, you know, they had guys out, too. You know what I mean? Like, they had guys out. They had a back-to-back. So, it's, it's no excuses. And And it seemed like some of the reporters were trying to kind of lead them and to be like, well, you know, it is tough because you lost. Yeah, it's tough, but you know what? You still got to play and you're paid to get results. You're not paid to get results only when your guys are there. 
you still got to figure out something. Uh, you you have to figure out a way to win these ball games. And if Bogey and Cam are out, guess what? You're gonna have to figure out a way to win that next game because no one's going to be. Uh, no one's who who do they play next? Who do they play next? Let me let me pull my schedule. They play. They play the Pacers on Wednesday. Indiana's not going to come come in here and be like, look, oh, y'all got some guys hurt? Okay, well, let me tell you what. Well, we won't play two of our guys so we can make it even. Nah, they're going to go for your head. They're going to go for your head. This team made a deep playoff run. These guys are coming for you. So I admire the fact of him taking responsibility, and I, I admire the fact of him, like, you know, not really, you know, looking at that as a crutch. So, um yeah, so we'll we'll see and we'll monitor what uh what will happen with Bogey and uh, Cam. Um, I doubt we'll do like an emergency podcast or other. Or other. Um, I've been saying we're going to do another Twitter Spaces uh, for the longest, so maybe we'll do one of those between now and Wednesday. And uh, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. So um, I think that about sums it up, man. Let's look at the Hawks' schedule for this upcoming week. Uh, as uh, as we move into December, and again, for those who who are kind of new to the podcast, uh, the worst part of the Hawks' schedule was that road trip. Now, let me tell you something with a caveat: if they lose some more bodies, then this easily could be the worst part of the Hawks' schedule. They don't need to lose no more bodies, but. Uh, as far as the week is concerned, they fly out and take on the Pacers on Wednesday. Friday, they are back for a rematch with the Philadelphia 76ers here at State Farm Arena. Could that be the return of Ben Simmons? I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. Sunday, we have matinee basketball. Charlotte Hornets will be here. Uh, that is the 404 game. They will. Uh, one of the Hawks promos they have. Uh, that game is going to be at six o'clock. Make note of the early start. And so you got you got a kind of an easy week this week. You only got three games. Indiana, you got two home games, Philly and Charlotte before you head back onto the road on Monday to take on the Timberwolves. So um, we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see what what's what's, what, what's up with the what's up, and uh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, you'll get we'll get some good news from Bogey and Cam Reddish. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hawksweet Podcast, episode twenty-two. I thank you for listening. Make sure if you haven't already, I know you probably forgot because I said in the first segment, swing by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, let us know what you love about the show, and we will greatly appreciate it. So, like we always say every time, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So, if you don't know Him, You need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.